Java Jobber. This is the Timberlissy podcast covering life, travel, and more in the country of Georgia. Brought to you by foodfundtravel.com, expathub.ge, and eatthistours.com. Hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of the Tibilisi podcast. Uh, you've got me, your host, Meg. I run a blog called Food Fun Travel. Who are you? Tom here from expathub.g and eatthistours.com. Doing another episode, going to be talking about a drink, a famous Georgian drink. This is uh, the first time that we'll be doing an episode that we mention drink that won't be wine. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Mostly that is the type of drink that you want in Georgia. But this drink that we're talking about today is also a very important drink that you have to try when you're here. Absolutely. Yeah, so uh, Georgia, despite being quite a small country, is home to a vast natural reserve and uh, exceptional biodiversity. Did you know that? I did know that. I think we've mentioned it in other episodes. I also currently live here. But um, sure, not everyone would know it, so that's something to know. Did you know that its lush forests and snowy mountains create a climate that is truly unique and excellent for one's health? Oh, well, I I mean, I feel slightly less healthy after the amount of wine I've had since we moved here. This is why you need this as well, Uh, to balance you out at the end of the day. All right, I get you. But yeah, one of the most famous uh, reserves in the country is, of course, the resort of Borjomi. And it's famous Bojomi water, uh, which it comes from volcanic springs. It's a fizzy water with lots of minerals in it, isn't it? Lots of minerals. Like it will tell you, or, and we'll get into it later about like some of the, the benefits of drinking it. But there's water itself in the um, Bojomi reserve that you can actually like bathe in and it's good for your skin and everything. But then uh, there's also the stuff that they bottle up and they ship off and they sell in stores and they offer it to you at restaurants. And when you go still or sparkling, you'll be like, I'll have the sparkling, please. Yes. And of course, you're going to drink this, whereas the bathing water you probably bathe in. I wouldn't drink the other one. not drinking that one. Good. Well, here we go. So it's a sparkling mineral water. It's very minerally. Uh, In fact, if you have- The mineraliest of all the minerally waters in the world. Maybe you have tasted it somewhere. Maybe you have not. Most people, I think, have not from uh, from Western countries, but from Eastern European countries, for sure. Mm -hmm. A lot of people have. So, all right, the we're history. going to talk about the history of the company and, and where this water comes from and all that sort of thing. Exactly. All right, great. While there is evidence that the Bojomi mineral water springs were discovered over 1,000 years ago, the springs as we know them today were a surprise discovery. They just popped out. Surprise! Uh, in 1829 to a regiment of the Russian Federation Army. So originally the regiment thought that they were just stationed near a forest and they were just hanging out, keep an eye out for the Ottomans. And then one day they were just sort of, you know, hanging out and they discovered something pretty freaking huge. Uh, So once word got back to the colonel of the regiment and he actually tasted the water, he instantly decided to fully clear the area and construct a rock wall around the spring. Uh, A bathhouse was set up nearby and a lovely little cottage for himself, of course. Okay, so he's like, so my men have discovered this and now it's mine. And I'm going to turn it into a really nice place for myself and they can all go away and do something else. Yeah, exactly. Uh, So there's a couple of stories about how the water was discovered to have health benefits to it. Uh, So one, here's story number one. Uh, The colonel of the regiment, who we're just discussing, was Colonel Pavel Popov. And he happened... (laughs) I just love it. I love that name. Popov. 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 Pavel Popov. Pavel Popov. Uh, he, He actually happened to have a few health problems of his own he had a bit of an iffy belly. 
And the story goes that after, and no one wants to be in the forest with an iffy belly, let's, no. let's be honest. No. Uh, the story goes that after trying the water and feeling much better, he sent samples off for analysis in St. Petersburg to determine their health benefits. Uh, so that's what, how it came by and it got sent off to St. Petersburg and they were like, whoa, this stuff is amazing for you. And, uh, and it actually helped his, his little upset belly as well. Lovely. Uh, so that's one story about how they found out. The second is uh, that in 1837, the Kyrgyzstan Grenadier Regiment was replaced. So that's the regiment that actually found it, the Russian regiment. Uh, they were replaced by Georgian Grenadiers. And the doctor of that regiment was fascinated by the composition and effects of the spring water. And it was him who sent the water to St. Petersburg and Moscow for further testing. So it depends on who's telling the story, I guess. Like maybe the Russians sent it away to get tested. Maybe the the Georgians came and went, actually, we know about the water here. It's probably really good for you. And the Georgians sent it away to get tested. Nobody really knows. It's quite heavily disputed. Sure. Either way, it found its way to Russia where it was discovered the water was very beneficial uh, for all who tried it and bathed in it as well. So let's talk a little bit about the benefits of the Bourjomi water. Well, first benefit is it's quite tasty if you're into that sort of thing. I can't stand sparkling water. I'm sorry, (laughs) everyone. I hate it so much. I mean, I prefer to order still water in a restaurant, but if I did get sparkling water, the Bourjomi is just genuinely a unique you think it's just taste. a little bit like, mm, 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 mm. it's just it, a bit yummier than your standards? It is a bit chewy because of the, the crazy amount of minerals. I mean, I can't really describe this if you've never had it, but it is so minerally compared to most mineral waters I've ever had that it's just, yeah, it is like you can actually taste like you're eating some, some chalk or something. It doesn't sound It doesn't sound good, does it? But it is actually um, pretty tasty. And, yeah. and most people who are actually into sparkling water love it. It is actually really popular here. Like, And as you said, it, most people that are into sparkling water think it's the bee's knees, think it's yep. pretty cool. Um, also, it is the first thing that any Georgian mum will tell you or grandma, any any Georgian grandma, will be like, if your belly's a little bit upset, it'd be like, have some flat me water. Oh. So once, yeah. it's, once the fizz has gone out of it, it's uh, even more calming. Yeah, yeah. I, I, our, our nanny recommended it to me. I think I was feeling a little unwell. And uh, she was like, flat me water. And I was like, I hate it. She's like, me water. I was like, I hate it. Like, flat me water. <laughs> I drank the flat me water. Yeah, of course you You don't did. say no. What can you do? No, but I feel like if you drank one or two bottles of this every day, you would get kidney stones or something. I mean, I don't oh, know how. Oh, that, yes. I don't know how kidney stones work exactly, but it seems like. It seems like that would be so, the eventual outcome. Yeah, I mean, I, I absolutely don't know if that's true, and I'm not trying to um, spurge the name of Borjomi and say, don't drink too much because it will kill you, because that, that could absolutely be false and I could be totally wrong. But it really is that strong and minerally that you think like, yeah, this is not coming all the way out of my kidneys. <laughs> I can feel those kidney stones yep. forming. Yeah, it's filling up. It's filling up with little grains of minerals. <laughs> but anyway, let's, come out. let's actually talk about the benefits of drinking it. <laughs> Just rag on it right no, I'm now. Sure, I'm sure it's not that much of a <laughs> no, problem at all. There's massive, massive benefits to actually drinking this water. Uh, so coming from underground volcanic springs several kilometers below the Caucasus Mountains, Bajomi mineral water travels through many, many layers of the earth, and it's, it's actually pushed up by natural carbon dioxide pressure. So this is the thing. It's, it's a naturally carbonated drink. Yeah. Um, so that saves them some money in the production process as well. They're basically cheating. Exactly. But uh, as it gets pushed up through the earth's layers, it's enriched with more than 60 mineral compounds. So drinking Bajomi is said to help cleanse the body from toxins and reinforce the immune system. 
it's good for dental health care as fluoride and iodine in the water help to decrease the risk of tooth decay, which is actually quite different to your regular carbonated water because the the unnatural carbonate, carbonation of it is actually really bad for your teeth. Yeah. So this is actually, the it's sort of like the minerals are, are, are counteracting each other. So it's a health tonic and a dentist's friend. It is. Nine out of ten dentists have never tried it. <laughs> it depends. Yeah, depends where they live, I guess. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, one of the most distinguishing qualities of Bourjomi water from other mineral waters is that it's actually, yeah, as I mentioned before, it's actually naturally carbonated and it arrives on the surface warm at about 40 degrees, which is why it's a little weird that like some old mate from the army tastes like felt it because naturally you're going to feel it first. You're not just going to dive in and have a drink. Felt it, went, that's 40 degrees. I'll give that a sip. And it's like a cup of tea that's cooled down a bit, isn't it? It's fine. You're still you're going to finish the tea even though it's cooled down. I guess so. You might put it in the microwave, but they didn't have microwaves then. So that's why they didn't put it in the microwave. But yeah, the fact that it's naturally carbonated and it's like at that standard 40 degrees temperature is what gives it the unique taste that you were talking about that makes it really difficult to explain because it's just so unique. Yeah. But it is served from the refrigerator here. It is served yes, cold. It is it's not served, served at 40 degrees, so no, you no, don't no. panic. Uh, so you can, in fact, drink Bourjomi water today at the source at this temperature if you so wish. Uh, but uh, yeah, as Tom just said, most prefer to drink it nicely chilled from the bottle. It's also said that one of the most popular Bourjomi water benefits is that it cures a hangover. If you got that that cha-cha pain going on. Come on. We all know it's marketing. Everything cures a hangover. Yeah. Cha-cha and wine don't give you don't a give hangover you if they're natural Georgian yeah, wines. Yeah, how can it Come cure on. a hangover if cha-cha doesn't give you a hangover? Yeah, exactly. It makes no sense. But, how did but, you get, because you drank vodka instead of cha-cha. That's, that's the mistake. That's the mistake. That's the mistake. Yeah, so... Uh, this is the, uh, the Georgian elixir that they, that they use to, to cure their hangovers. But hangovers aside, Bajormi mineral water was and is mainly used for curative purposes. So at that temperature, the hot temperature, it's used for medical baths, inhalation, flushing out of gastrointestinal organs, which is why old mate with his iffy belly was feeling A-OK. Are we talking about a Bajormi enema here? <laughs> I don't want to know. <laughs> you don't, I just don't want to. Let, I don't, let's pass I don't over know that. which end they're putting the water for this particular thing. Uh, Um, Either or. Either or. Uh, It's said to be beneficial for treating diabetes, chronic gastritis, ulcers, chronic bowel. Is chronic bowel just a thing? Chronic bowel. I mean, you can... Chronic bowel. Chronic bowel. You can figure out what that is. Uh, (laughs) Chronic bowel. Oh, no, wait. There's more to my sentence. Uh, Chronic bowel, liver, and bile duct diseases. (laughs) Read the sentence, Meg. Urinary tract infections, respiratory diseases, and metabolic disorders. So it's quite a substantial list of things. I mean, if you notice, it does not seem to help kidney stones there, but it does seem to flush out a lot of things. Maybe, maybe it depends on which end See, you're putting it. I'm not a doctor, as I disclaimed earlier. I have no idea what I was talking about. It just tastes like it would give me kidney stones. But maybe you're putting maybe it in the, the wrong. You're putting it in the wrong end. Oh, that, it's that's opposite. What it is. It's the opposite. You're putting it in the opposite yeah. end to fix those kidney yeah. stones. Right, okay, so yeah, in one end for the tasty and in the other end for the kidney stones. For the flush, flushy times. Right, flushy flush, right, yep. good. Speaking of uh, flushy, uh, the Bojomi Water Park, <laughs> different sort of flushies. This is the fun part. Uh, so after the incredible discovery of Bojomi Mineral Water, the area actually quickly became a really popular tourist destination, particularly with those of the Russian Empire. So it was actually the nobility. They all packed up and went, Let's go on vacay. We're off. 
Mm. So by 1850, the first Bourjomi Mineral Park was opened, and in 1854, the local government ordered the construction of the bottling plant nearby. Tourism to experience Georgian mineral water became increasingly popular, which led to the imperial government ordering the construction of palaces, parks, gardens, and hotels, which you can all see there today. Uh, obviously, they've been updated since 1854, but it's still a little tourist town for, for that particular reason. There's parks, gardens, hotels, you know, increasing numbers of tourists traveling there, you know, they needed to give them somewhere to stay and, and things to eat. It's said that famous figures such as Anton Chekhov visited and uh, the composer Tchaikovsky as well was really fond of visiting as well, as well as members of the Romanov royal family and uh, were, were some of the common visitors to the Springs. So uh, it, it is very well known that the Romanov family actually did love it and they, I think they built a palace in that area and all of their mates came over all the time to visit. Okay, so fast forward to the 21st century. Wow, that's a real fast forward from 1854. Hey, people just hung out and swam and drank and, drank. and were merry for a very long time. Very that- merry on their sparkling water. It must have been a very, very bully time. Yeah, <laughs> bully, bully. Bully, bully, drinking sparkling water. What a, <laughs> what a riot. <laughs> so yeah, uh, while the park is uh, still a popular tourist destination in Georgia, Bridgormi water as a refreshing drink is one of the most recognized Georgian brands now. It is huge. So it's actually known around the world. Even though I will admit that like we hadn't heard of it, it is actually very popular among those who enjoy their sparkling water. I guess in Australia it's not super popular. I mean, that's pretty far to send it, let's be honest. Yeah, to send water. I mean, we are trying to save the planet to some extent, so... Yeah, sending bottled water all the way to Australia is maybe a bit of overkill. Yeah, yeah. So they've they've definitely had like their ups and downs throughout the years. You know, the resort and mineral waters suffered a financial downturn following the collapse of the Soviet Union. Then there was a complete ban by Russia starting in 2006 and ending in 2013. Like Russia was like, no, nah, we're not having any of your bourgeoisie. The production and popularity steadily has increased until today when there's now sanctions. Now, at some point, I don't know when it actually became owned by a Russian company. but kept that hush-hush, I guess. It was, and it was only recently that I found out that uh, they were actually closing down manufacturing of Bourjomi because of the sanctions that are currently going on. Uh, we're recording this in uh, June of 2022. Russia is being heavily sanctioned by the world, and the owner could no longer continue to operate Bourjomi because he was being shank- sanctioned as well. Good news is... Uh, as we said, it's a massive export for Georgia and they need to have this company. So the government has stepped in and is taking over the uh, the manufacturing of Yeah, of so it was only closed for a few weeks. It was I only think. a couple of weeks, yeah. Yeah, and then the prime minister went, no, nope, we can't have that. This is super important. We're going to reopen the plant and the government's going to going to fund it or yep. something along those lines. I don't know the exact details. But I don't was, know the exact details. It, this is really fresh. I mean, this literally was a couple of days ago this was announced. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, so they're still... A couple of days ago. In context, I don't know when this episode's getting released, but uh, yeah, very recent. We don't have all the final details, but the plan is uh, he's announced there's no way we're going to let this company die and we're, Georgia's going to be... Yeah. Going to be Georgian again, I hope. I mean, it makes sense. That would sense. be amazing. It's a Georgian, it Georgian should be. product. It should be. Yeah. So there are nine production wells that produce millions of bottles per year and Bojomi water exports over to 40 countries worldwide. I know it's actually really popular in Japan. Yeah. Yeah. You see, a lot of exports go to Japan. A lot of wine comes from Georgia to Japan as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
Yeah. So, I mean, we might have some updates about it, as we said, you know, with the the sanctions and the closing and the opening, you know, we'll see what happens with Bojomi water in the future. But that's as far as we know right now. I do have some interesting facts for you, Tom. Oh, even more interesting than the previous facts. I know. Because those weren't facts. That was just all made up. But now we've got the facts. (laughs) We're finally going to get to the facts. Would you like some interesting bullet points that I wrote down? Yes. Yes. Some (laughs) bullet points would be excellent. I can't wait. All right. Interesting bullet point that I have written down, number one. In 1980, uh, Bojomi Water became the first widely recognized brand in the Soviet Union, and its white and red label was familiar to almost every consumer. Up to a million half-liters were sold daily. A million half-liter bottles. Oh, a million half-liter bottles. A million half-liter bottles were sold daily, and the annual production output reached 400 million bottles. So it's really popular. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Bourjomi became the most popular water in the USSR, and the brand has earned a place in the history of the entire country. It's huge. Uh, the signature bluish-green color of the Bourjomi bottle is actually patented, and it has its own name. It's called Georgian Green. Oh, there you go. Did you know that? So it's no, a very It's a specific it's an actual color. color. It's an actual color that's theirs. Wow. Another bullet point that I have written down to tell you. A factual one, I and hope. Yes. Uh, during Winston Churchill's visits to the Soviet Union, Bojomi bottles were always placed on the table beside him as part of the official visit protocol because he loved him some Bojomi. Oh, oh, Winsty. Yep. Cigar in one hand, whiskey in the other, Bojomi in the third. With a straw or something, with I guess. Yeah, he just yeah, lent over lent with over the straw because he can't put the whiskey down, <laughs> yeah. obviously. So, yeah. Oh, well, he's got the cigar in his mouth. I guess he can drink. Well, he can pick up the Bourjomi, but he can't drink the Bourjomi at the same time he's got a cigar in his mouth, can he? Or maybe he can. Maybe he's a, just a drinking genius. This is Churchill we're talking about. Yeah, yeah, all right. He can. Most people could not do that, but he could smoke a cigar whilst drinking Bourjomi water and whiskey. Amazing. Amazing. Go, Churchill. Another factoid. On return from his mission into outer space, the first thing Yuri Gagarin asked for was a bottle of Bourjomi. I so- still would have asked for wine, but I mean, I guess... Those sorts of guys are pretty like healthy. Yeah, they like being healthy, so I suppose he's yeah. So for that. he was he was like the first dude in to like. He's the first man in space. First man in space. Full yeah. stop. Yeah, first man actually in space, who who was not a dog. It was a dog before him, but the dog wasn't a man. Well, I don't know. It's not going to be a gender discussion, but there was a dog, oh. which is not a human. Which I mean, it's not a human. Wait, I have the I have the story about him. We about the dog. Yeah, what was his name? Lake Lake Lucky. Nope. Nope, gone. Yeah, Lika or like... Le- Lika. Maybe. Might have been. That's, that's a local name. Yeah, I think it's Lika the dog. That's a, that's a lady's name here. She, it was a female dog and she didn't make it back. Yeah. That so was very sad. Yuri made it back. Yeah. Good, Yuri. And yeah, he asked for a bottle of Bujomi mm-hmm. when he got back. He's like, I'm a little parched. Can I have some Bujomi? And finally, my last factoid is laboratory tests confirm that even though Bujomi mineral water is more than 1,500 years old by natural standards, its mineral composition remains the exact same to this day. So they've actually like tested the soil and everything like all the way down and they can see that the mineral composition is like still the same as what it would have been 1500 years ago. It's not like contaminated with crap. Wow, that's good. Let's hope it stays that way. Exactly. So I figured I'd round up the episode by just telling people a little bit about how to get to Bourjami from Tbilisi because you might be like, hey, I might want to go visit this place. when Will I'm- this also be facts or opinions? 
uh, an opinion <laughs> on how to get there, the best way to get there. Well, this is my opinion on the best it way to get there. It is a little bit of opinions and some facts because things have been a little helter-skelter since COVID, but I think everything is back opening, opened up again, okay. I think. So the first option is to walk. Yes, that will take you some amount of time, but that you will, will get there. will take you a few days. You will get there. Well, you might, or you might get run over uh, on the oh, way. Oh, let's not even talk about trying. Yeah, yeah. Okay, but there are several ways you can get to Bourjomi from Tbilisi. The train is definitely the most popular option. And this is the one I was a little like, eh, about, because it actually closed down during COVID. People were saying that like you couldn't get out to Bourjomi because the train wasn't running for some reason. Uh, I guess there wasn't enough people going because it was a tourist destination and uh, totally. people couldn't go to restaurants and stuff for a while, so... I did do a very quick check of the train routes before we started recording this episode and I saw a train going from Tbilisi to Bourjomi. So mm, it's great. like six o'clock at night or something. So there is at least one train going. So jump it's on like that. Two and a half hours or something. Yeah. For the train, right? Something yeah. like that. Another popular option is to get there by car or using a minivan slash mashuka. Yeah, mashuka if you're on a budget. Uh, I guess you can get there for like 12 lari, 12, 15 lari, like $5 yep. less than that. Private car. Budget private car if you want to rent a car or rent a driver because it's quite affordable here. Yeah. Or or take a tour, obviously. Why not? Yeah, take we, a tour. This, it's not a wine region as such, but everywhere is a wine region. So there, there are actually winemakers there and we do a few tours there, uh, sort of more custom tours. And it's not like one of our standard routes because it's a little bit, but well, it's very off track. But of course, for some people, that's amazing. So yeah, we have a few really interesting wineries there and you can explore Mesquitean cuisine just from Bajormi and a bit further south from Bajormi as well. Yeah. Which snails is one of the most popular dishes from that cuisine. And ah, also some interesting snail. cheese dishes. You don't hear about snails much when you're talking about Georgian cuisine. No, not a lot. But uh, Muscatians like to eat snails when they're snails in Snails with a glass of Bajormi on the side? Maybe. Maybe that's what they'll do. There you go. So, yeah. Yeah, definitely some interesting options for that. But, yeah, if you're going to drive, it's like just over two hours. Yeah, it's like two, three hours to get there, depending yeah. on how you p- prefer to drive. Yes, yes. If you want to drive incredibly slowly, it could actually take you 15 hours to get there. But you will have some angry Georgians swerving around you and honking honking very aggressively. Yes. Yes. If you want to drive your little comedy clown car, it's going to take quite a long time to get there. So it depends what vehicle you have and what vehicle you rent. I don't recommend taking your comedy clown car on the highway because the main highway, the drivers do drive quite fast. So we won't be uh, suggesting comedyclowncars.com. In our show notes today? I, well, I mean, it's it's one bit of advertising. Obviously, they're a major sponsor of ours. <laughs> so, uh, comedyclowncars.com may or may not exist. If it does, they're our sponsor. If it doesn't, we just made all this up. Who knows? Uh, I haven't actually seen any clowns uh, driving these cars here. So, I, I don't know if it does exist. Depends just, on your definition of a clown. Because you can be like, clown, ha ha, red well, nose, a funny guy. And then, Clea, like, come a few on. Guys in a Prius get who out are of the clowns. way, you clown. Yeah, Depends yeah. on how you say it. Whole bunch of Prius drivers who are clowns. Yeah. So you know, but just they just don't wear the costumes. <laughs> no. Anyway, I feel we've digressed a little bit. We have digressed. Was there anything else relating to getting to Bourjomi that's worth discussing? No, no. I was just going to say that Bourjomi is really popular in the winter. A lot of people think coming to Tbilisi and Georgia is really a summer thing, or you know, spring or autumn. But actually, it's a really big winter destination, and you can go to Bourjomi and stay there for a bit, and go to the hot springs because. You know, bathing in 40 degree springs is really nice in the winter. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then you can also go up to Bakuriani for some skiing. It's a really yeah, nice little like ski 30 resort. Minutes, 30 yep. minutes drive. Really nice, really affordable ski resort as well. So if you're into skiing, definitely check out Georgia. But we will do a ski episode uh, later on, probably a little closer to winter because it's currently like 30 degrees right now and I don't want to talk about snow. I'm no. loving the warm. 
All right, I guess that's it for Borjomi. Uh, we'll be covering some other random products. Well, not random products, but excellent Georgian products that we like at some point. We'll, we'll do some stories about some of those foods and drinks and everything else that you can get here. Absolutely. Nice. All, All right. right. Until next time. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Tbilisi Podcast. Connect with us at tbilisipodcast.com where you can find all relevant social media links, join our email newsletter, and discover more about travel, tours, and expat services in Georgia. This show was brought to you by foodfundtravel.com, expathub.ge, and eatthistours.com.